from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Happy Valentine's Day, security gang. Welcome to another exciting episode, Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. I hope y'all are feeling the love. Love's in the air today. Cupid's out, shooting bows, creating love connections and magical ones at that. We've got a packed show this a lovely Valentine's Day morning with all of y'all. I hope you're ready. You're set. You've got your flowers and chocolates. I hope you've got your plans set for tonight for your significant other. And if you're alone this Valentine's Day, don't worry. You've got plenty of love to go around here at Days, our household, to share with all of y'all. Happy Valentine's Day to my beautiful queen, Corinne. I'm very appreciative of being able to uh, celebrate this Valentine's Day with her. Um, one of many in our cherished and long history together so nonetheless thanks y'all for being here this morning really excited we've got a packed show let's get into it including a record-breaking ddos attack city of local hit by ransomware more pie pie news um and romance scams yep this valentine's day we'll talk a little bit about romance scams as well before we do that though let's power this morning up with our double espresso i want to wish y'all coffee cup cheers let's get the show Rock and rolling with Cloudflare blocking a record-breaking 71 million RPS DDoS attack. Over the weekend, Cloudflare blocked what it described to be the largest volumetric distributed denial-of-service attack to date. The company said it detected and mitigated not just one, but a wave of dozens of hyper-volumetric uh, DDoS attacks targeting its customers. Over the weekend, the majority of the attacks peaked in the ballpark of 50 to 70 million requests per second with the largest exceeding 71 million RPSs, according to Cloudflare's Omar Yuchimik and Julian Desigets and Alex Forrester. Um, this is the largest reported HTTP DDoS attack on record, more than 35% higher than the previous reported record of 46 million RPSs in June of last year. The amount of HTTP DDoS attacks has increased by 79% year over year, the number of volumetric attacks exceeding 100 GPPS grew by 67% quarter over quarter. The number of attacks lasting more than three hours increased by 87% also quarter over quarter. Today's news comes after Google announced in August that it blocked a record DDoS attack reaching 46 million RPS. That was an increase of roughly 80% from the previous record of 26 million RPS that was mitigated by Cloudflare in June. You do this, I do that. I'll up you. And we'll see what happens here with DDoS attacks. But nonetheless, this mitigation is actually showing the um, continuing threat of DDoS attacks and the need for infrastructure resiliency all in all. The city of Oakland on Friday announced that it was forced to take some systems offline after falling victims to a ransomware attack. I wanted to cover this story yesterday, just there was so much going on, so I thought I'd bring it into your eyes this morning. The city administration said in an incident notification that on Wednesday night, they started experiencing network outages as a result of the system being disconnected from the internet. While voicemail and other non-emergency services are experiencing interruptions and have been taken offline, no critical or emergency services have been impacted. Oakland's IT team is currently working with authorities to investigate the incident and restore the affected services. Oakland joins cities like Atlanta, Baltimore, and many others who've been victims of ransomware attacks now so pi pi 
continues to be a security professional's worst nightmare. Over 451 PyPy packages install Chrome extensions that steal crypto. The 450 malicious PyPy Python packages were found installing malicious browser extensions to hijack cryptocurrency transaction made through browser-based crypto wallets and websites. The discovery is a continuation of a campaign initially launched in November of last year, um, which started with only 27 malicious PyPy packages, now greatly expanding over the last several months to 450. The packages are being promoted through a type of squatting campaign that impersonates popular packages with slight variations, such as altered or swapped character. The goal is to deceive software developers into downloading these malicious packages instead of the legitimate ones. And then with that type of squatting, obviously counting on the fact that they could do that um, and people would download it, they're hoping to get there. There's Chinese ideographs, ideographs in the code. No surprise that something like this would come from China, potentially North Korea, potentially both. Um, so you want to make sure to uh, check the whole list. And uh, the entire report is in the notes of the podcast. You can catch it there. Later today, I'll be joining many awesome cybersecurity professionals in Miami Beach at the annual S4 conference put on by Dale and his amazing team. And we're talking about PLC vulnerabilities that target operational technology networks have been so far focusing their efforts on the feeding segmentation layers to reach field controllers such as PLCs and alter the programs, the latter logic running on them. However, researchers are warning that these controllers should themselves be treated as perimeter devices and flaws in their firmware could enable deep lateral movements through point-to-point and other non-routable connections they maintain to other low-level devices. To exemplify a scenario and highlight the risks, researchers from Forescout used two vulnerabilities they discovered in the Schneider Modicon PLC to move deeper into a simulated OT architecture of a movable bridge and bypass all safety mechanisms to cause physical damage. The two vulnerabilities found by Forescout affect PLCs from the Modicon Unity line but are managed with the EcoStructure Control Expert and EcoStructure Process Expert Control Systems using Schneider's Unified Messaging Application Services Protocol. This includes the following PMCs, PLC, sorry, M340, 580, Safety, MC80, Momentum Unity, M1E, Quantum Unity, and Premium Unity. Um, this, again, goes to show that these endpoint devices, these PLCs, are another thread vector that have to be secured, that have to be addressed. Um, any sort of trying to build defense in depth, counting them as being one of the layers would be would be a fallacy. Um You've got to look at every single device and go, how do I do defense in depth on every single one of these and not rather on a network um, simply because they each present an, a, a set of threat surface and vulnerabilities that one would want to address. Apple fixes a new WebKit zero day that's being exploited to hack iPhones and Macs. Apple released an emergency security update to address a new zero day vulnerability used in attacks to hack iPhones, iPads, and Macs. The zero days tracked a CVE 2023-23529 and is a WebKit confusion issue that could be exploited to trigger OS crashes and gain code execution on compromised devices. Successful exploitation enables attackers to execute arbitrary code on devices running vulnerable iOS, iPad, and macOS versions after opening a malicious web page. The bug also impacts Safari 16.3.1 and macOS, Bixer, and Monterey. Um, Apple is aware of the report that this issue may have been actively exploited. Apple addressed it with uh, updates to iOS 16.3.1, iPad 16.3.1, and macOS Ventura 13.2.1. The complete list of impact devices is quite extensive. 
This is the first zero day patched by Apple this year after nearly 10 last year. So uh, we went about six weeks into the year before zero day with Apple. So not too shabby. We'll take that. The romance scams that are hitting Americans are problematic. And on this Valentine's Day, keep this number in mind for all of you out there looking for love. $1.3 billion were lost by 70,000 Americans to romance scams in 2022. The FTC says Americans once again reported losses of $1.3 billion to romance scam with the median loss of $4,400. This is according to the FTC Consumer Sentinel Network sources. Americans have also reported 493 in 2019, 730 in 2020, and $1.3 billion throughout 2021. Um, last year's romance scam numbers looked a lot like 2021 all over again, and it's not a pretty picture. Nearly 70,000 people reported a romance scams and uh, reported losses uh, hit staggering $1.3 billion. Scam statistics are based on Americans' romance scam reports to FTC Sentinel and now include reports filed with the Internet Crimes Complaint Center, IC3, of the FBI. Based on files reported, the most popular platforms among fraudster to contact potential victims is Facebook and Instagram, each at 28 and 29% respectively. The the top payment methods are crypto and bank wire transfers. People reported sending more money to romance scammers using crypto and bank wires than any other method. Together, they accounted for nearly 60% of reported losses to romance scams. While not the costliest payment method, gift cards were the most frequently reported. 24% of people who reported losing money said they were used using gift cards. Um, And avoiding romance scam is very easy. If something is too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Not everything on the internet is right. And if someone is avoiding you or asking you for money in an online relationship, you should probably ask yourself a question. um, Why and how and don't trust anyone you see on a social media platform. They use fake online identities, fake pictures. A lot of the times, the um, if they use any video, they're using manipulated videos. The FBI is also warning that some scam victims might get recruited to be money mules to illegally transfer money on behalf of fraudsters of other folks. Um, the FTC says anyone asking you to send them crypto or gift cards is probably not a real person. If they ask you to send money to receive a package, it's a scam. Um, talk to your single friends um, and family about any new love interest, especially if one is doing that, and try a reverse image search of profile pictures if the details don't match up and you think it's a scam as well. You can find more at ic3.gov, uh, folks. Spain and the U.S. dismantle a fishing gang that's been stealing about $5 million in a year. The Spain National Police and the U.S. Secret Service have dismantled the Madrid-based international cybercrime ring, compromised of nine members who stole over 5 million euros from individuals from, and from individuals and North American companies. The cyber gang specialized in online scams, employing social engineering, phishing, and smishing to collect sensitive victim details, then used that to commit financial fraud. As a result of the joint law enforcement operation, the police arrested eight people in Spain, one in Miami. In addition to the arrest, the police seized luxury items valued at nearly 200,000 euros, and for us, assets worth nearly 500,000 euros. The cyber criminals contacted individuals via phishing emails and SMS. They followed up with calls from a spoofed number to make it appear like it was legitimate. They would then ask the victims to uh, transfer or uh, take care of funds for them. The operation was articulated. They also blocked 74 bank accounts, freezing assets to more than 500,000 euros. All in all, 
um, a good day for the good guys. That's it for our show on this awesome, amazing Valentine's Day. Thank you all for being the best, best audience in all of cybersecurity. I really appreciate y'all. Tomorrow, the show will be live from Miami Beach. I'll be attending S4. So if you're at the event, you know someone at the event, love to connect and see y'all. Um, can't wait to see everyone here in just a little bit after the show airs uh, when I hit the floor at S4. And I'll be bringing you some of the stuff I hear on tomorrow's show and on Thursday's show. So I hope you'll tune in to that. Till then, have a happy Valentine's Day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.